Welcome to episode 26 of Mixtapes and Heartbreaks. I am your host, Joshua. I am also your host, Diana. Uh, 26. 26. It's a good one. It's a good one. Beep, beep. I, you know, we do it every time, <laughs> but it, it's to me, it's crazy that we've done 26 episodes. It's crazy that we, we've this little, this little thing we thought up during a, a lockdown during COVID is now 26 episodes in. So what is that? Six months? Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh in. We get that. Uh, if it was a job, we'd get uh, start getting uh, paid vacation. It's benefits time. Benefits time. <laughs> getting those dangle benefits. Well, yes. Well, you listeners are getting benefits. We were having a lot of guests recently. Well, I think we decided that people are tired of just listening to us bitch about the weather. Well, so listen, I ain't done bitching about the weather. It is hot. It's so damn hot. Stop bitching about the weather. You, but you have to agree. It's fucking. It's hot. August. That's what it's like in August. Okay, you want to? You can hear something. Okay, speaking of songs, and the weather, uh, there's a song I always think of when it's just super hot outside, and it's August, and it's hot August night. By Neil Diamond. Hot August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Because that makes me, oh yeah, it's August. It's still going to be hot in August. But for some reason, I, I always think like it starts cooling down in August. But that's just, that's, no. the, that's at its peak, right? It's the crest of heat. Yeah, August is like when it's super fucking hot and humid and miserable. And then like, th- September is when it starts to cool off. Yeah. And then October is when it's fucking perfect. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait for... Dude, I'm so stoked We are such fucking old people. Jesus. What? We got to stop talking about the weather. Nah, people like it. Move it along. They love it. (laughs) Moving along. So speaking of... uh Uh-oh. Diana beat me to it. Crisp crack. Crisp crack. Uh, we We have guests on this episode as well. We do. James Nim and Mike Allen of the band The Nims, also art show curators at the 51st Street Speakeasy. They came on to promote a little art show they got going on. If you haven't been to one of their art shows, you're fucking missing out. They're amazing. They're so fun. It's not just art. It's interactive. There's always something going on. The art is always amazing. Local artists make these pieces that are based on the premise of the show. It's a, a themed art show. Themed art show. They've done Street Fighter. They've done SNL. They've done Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. They've done Kanye West. They've done Fake Banksy. So many cool... Alan Iverson. <laughs> yes. So many cool concepts. And this one is for Haruki Murakami, who's an author. Um, He's a Japanese author. Japanese author. This is going to be September 4th. If you're listening to it, when this drops, it is this Saturday, September 4th. 7 p.m. at the 50 shirts. Today, Junior! 51st Street Speakeasy. Upstairs, behind the bookshelf. I think it's in multiple places. But that the main art... Is oh, that's be, where the yeah. main art is. And there's, yeah. uh, there's bands downstairs playing some kick-ass tunes. Come check it out. It's going to be a great fucking time. Check out the Nims also. Oh, great band. Probably my favorite local band. Definitely. I was explaining to them, both of them, after the after we wrapped the episode and you came back home, 
I uh, was telling them that I love their band because it sounds muted in the most beautiful way. That's a very accurate description. Muted, but in a, in a very good way. It's it's good driving music. It's kind of, it's like West Coast driving on the highway one with the beach right to your yeah, side. Yeah, it's very like beach pop. Yeah, I dig it a lot. Yeah. I dig it a whole lot. I'm going to play a little snippet of one of my favorite songs right here so you can get a taste. Oh no It's the end of the world they say But I think you will be okay Cause my hands clutching yours So beautiful. So beautiful. I'm excited for the art show. Me too. It'll Me be too. fun. Me too. I'm excited to not have to work one. Yeah, mm. it's been... Um, yeah, it's been. So we're sort of fans of this premise that James da has done. We've been to almost every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a poster for every show. The speakeasy does. Like menu yeah. items. Mm-hmm. Uh They've had themed food before, which is yeah. insane. And um, that food ends up sometimes ends up becoming a part of the actual speakeasy menu. It's so popular they make it a part of the, the menu. What was that? The heater was something that was on another thing they made up for a, I mean, I can't remember which one. And it became a a speakeasy menu staple. Huh. A, I didn't know that. A few things. A few things. I can't recall off, off the top of my head, y'all, but well, the point was, is that I've been, it's been two years since they've put one of these on because yeah. of COVID. Um, Long overdue. Almost two years. I'm very excited about it. Me as well. Me as well. So go check that out. <coughs> this episode's brought to you by Anthem Brewing at 908 Southwest 4th Street. <laughs> go to their website, anthembrewing.com. Why are you laughing at me? Because you're ridiculous. I am ridiculous. The, on their website, anthembrink.com, you'll find their hours of operation, a schedule of the food truck, events going on. They've got tons of shit going on. Always something cool. Going on. Going on. Open tap room. Get yourself a beer on draft. They'll have a lot of beers on draft that's only available in the tap room. That's how breweries work. That's how they work. Go get you one. This episode is also brought to you by Dig It. Wait. That's still for Anthem. <laughs> Belated crack. What are you drinking? Ah, okay, pills. Delicious beer. I I just have to say for the record that I'm really excited that my parents are drinking real beer. Yeah, you said that last episode, and I too that first sip of the okay pills. I totally get it. I totally understand why your dad likes it. They love that beer because it tastes like a beer. Because it tastes like a beer. It tastes like a dad beer, in in the best way. In possible. the best way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dig it. All right, we'll try this again. This episode is also brought to you by Dig It. Located at 1739 Northwest 16th Street in the plaza, digitokc.com. On Instagram, at digitokc. Facebook, at digit. They've been doing a lot of uh, full moon pop-ups. Yeah. Doing different little things outside there on their patio. Mm Mm-hmm. Follow them on their Instagram. They do a lot of uh, specials on the gram. They let you know 
They curate outfits and it's super cool the way they do it. They have a whole roster of various uh, IG models. I don't know what you call that. IG models. Who come in and they try on different outfits to let you see like, oh shit, that looks dope together. I'm going to get that whole thing. And it tells you prices of what each thing is. So you can kind of put this thing together. They have a pair of TUK creepers that I don't know if I can pull off, but they're pretty dope. They are cow print. Oh yeah, they just posted about those. If you think you can, if you think you can pull it off, I implore you to go to dig it and check them out. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I'm barely pulling off dickies at this point. I think you can pull it off. Maybe we'll we'll see. We'll find out. Check out dig it. We're brought to brought to you by Block Bar. Block Bar. Thirty Northeast Second Street, the Big Red Shipping Container. You can't miss it. Deb. Amazing, amazing, I cannot stress enough. Delectable cuisine. <laughs> vegan, yeah, their food is really good. Vegan friendly. Friday night, Sadie's night. $3 well cocktails. All damn night. Go get a little saucy. Have some wings. They do pop-ups as well. They do, they do. So go to their Instagram, check them out. Everybody's supporting everyone. IG at the block bar, B L O K bar. Everybody love everybody. Everybody support everybody. We are not technically brought to you by Orange Pill, but we support them anyway because they support us. Go check them out at the Alcourt in Old Britain. Bunch of great vintage uh, vendors. vendors who have a lot of great stuff. We are uh, one of those included vendors, Champion Vintage. Go check that out. There is... Did we miss that already? I think we may have missed that. What? Wasn't there an event? An upcoming event? <laughs> My brain is not Yeah, there today. was the Sunny Days Mural Fest in Old Britain that we missed because we were on vacation. We missed it. We were on... Va oh, boo, I was on vacation. Yeah. Well, I've kind of been on a vacation the past couple of days. Uh, I, had a, got a, I got a little inadvertent five-day weekend from work. We're in the moving process. So we're kind of in between things. So I had the last five fucking days off. Are you bored yet? You would have thought that was enough. Go back to work today. Working four hours. I'm like, can we go? Let's go. Let's go. I'm bored. Let's go. <laughs> and we got off early today. You, it's too much. Five days is too much. It's too much. But here's the, but if you stay busy, like I was very busy. I, I did all the things I normally do on a Friday. I just spread them out in those five days. Yeah. Mowed the lawn. Did the laundry. Clean the house. Like, did a bunch of shit. But I went thrifting for more stuff for the shop. I was a busy bee. Yeah, you uh, you got real mom over the last five days. I got some shit done, and I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to do some more shit tomorrow. It, I'm enjoying it. I really enjoy having those days off, because I had the thought. Uh, I recently ran into an old high school buddy, and he was, you know, shooting the shit, talking about old buddies, and, hey, have you seen this person or this person? Or blah, blah, how are they doing now? Well, a mutual friend of ours uh, got him a, a, a lady who, let's just say, is, is very well employed. She's doing well for herself. Doing very well for herself. And Get it, girl. She, and she uh, wanted him to just kind of be a, a house dad without the kids. So he, like, you know, does the cooking and cleaning and all. So he just kind of doesn't do anything all day. He's been a hard-ass worker since he was, like, 14. And well, he takes care of the children? The no children. They don't have children. Oh, okay. But he takes care of the house and stuff. So he just kind of 
does his days. And when I was doing my five days off, I had that thought of like, man, I could do this shit <laughs> all the time. I could what be the a fuck st- are you saying to me? I could be a stay at home. All I'm saying is I could, I could be a stay at home mom. That's all I'm saying. I don't want that kind of pressure. Uh, I'm not pressuring you. I just like it. I totally. I, you, so you want like a, a Mr. Mom situation? Oh, great movie. No, maybe. But without the kids. We, we got we got our legged. Or four-legged kids here. Yeah, you would just have to go buy pet food all the time, all the time. I just I like having time off during the day to do things that you need to do, you know. Oh, it's you mean the ability to do things you actually need to do and yeah. not have to work it around? As, yeah, a, a, a weird schedule. Yeah, a weird schedule. Yeah. Or you mean the sh- the schedule that when everything is open, but where you're also at work? Yeah. Like, why is everything important? <laughs> It's an archaic thing. Do you want to know why it is? Because oh there was because this all this Monday through Friday, forty hour a week. Here we uh, go. On this I will stand, I will win, or I will die. It stems from the nineteen fifties when the women would stay home and cook and clean and do all that womanly shit that, that oh was Oh my god, this expected. is so offensive. That's what I'm saying, but that's what that's why it was created. And then women started joining the workforce as well they fucking should. And then that be kind of came an outdated thing. So all these businesses were open only during those times because that's where the that's when the women go and run the errands. But now people have oh like, because they had to be back home by five to make dinner. Make dinner for the man. Yeah, that was the thing. That and it, it was really it's really shitty. Super shitty. It's super shitty. Super shitty. But that's what it is. And we need to really kind of change the way we need to change the way we look at the work week. Yes, America, do better. You know, this episode has gotten weird. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm out of control. I apologize for that. Yeah, it tends to. These little intros tend to. I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a weird space. I'm going to throw a little disclaimer out there. (laughs) We recorded this episode at the 51st Street Speakeasy upstairs in the Scotch room slash, I guess, DJ booth now. Yep. So it's going to sound a little different. Um, and uh, you're going to hear probably some banging of nails. Oh, yeah, there was another art show happening, being set up while... While we were recording. We were recording. So if you've never been been to the 51st Street Speakeasy, mm-hmm. basically bar four behind the bookcase is also an art space. Mm-hmm. Check them out on social media. They're always doing dance parties and art shows mm-hmm. and... At the speak. Live okay. radio shows. Mm-hmm. They're all always doing something. All all kinds of cool shit all the time. And it's a great place to get a drink and hang out with some friends. After a long day of that dumb 40-hour work week. Order the club special. It's delicious. <laughs> Chris will hate you. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to do this episode with James and Mike? I mean, yeah. Okay. Here, it's James Nim and Mike Allen, both of the Nims, but also art curators. Would you say that would that would about be your what you do here, th- art show curator? I think we're that at least art show, show creators. Absolutely. Yeah, 
Well, definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but curators for for sure at this point, uh, you know. And you guys have a show coming up. Okay, we're all little peek behind the curtain. We're at the 51st Street Speakeasy recording this in the upstairs. I guess now it'd be the DJ room because you got the DJ booth here to the to my right, and then I guess a a viewing room, a viewing area. Yeah, we got like six movie theater seats. Yeah, <laughs> old school movie theater seats. They're kind of cool, and they're facing this by now old Panasonic television. Uh, There's probably some scotch still drank in, in oh this yeah, room. Oh, th- yeah. This is the old Scotch room, but we're up here at the 51st Street Speakeasy where you guys are going to do an art show. You do these, what, once or twice a year? I, I Yeah. I w- we used to do up to maybe three. Three, yeah. Um, we did four, I think, one time, didn't we? I think you're right. Then we L- scaled the first year, yeah. Scaled it back to two, and then there was a... What was the last one? That's what I was Saturday Night Live. That was the yeah. last one? Yeah. yeah. Well, then I guess COVID, COVID hit. Yeah. yeah. That SNL one was fun as fuck. Yeah, it was great. It, it was, was so much fun. The most ambitious one to go out on. Yeah, like, I absolutely. hope those memories carried on over t- through this year. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was interactive. So you had like all the kick-ass artwork upstairs, and then downstairs you guys did an actual, I guess, episode of Saturday Night Live, but here with local talent, which I was a part of, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Super so nervous. but Right. So explain your art shows. Um, like the concept of them. <laughs> I, I don't know when they started. When did we start? Th- why did we 20, start these? 2015. We were just talking. Oh, yeah. You had you had come back from L.A. Yeah, I always tell this story. I, for- yeah. I had forgotten because it's been so long since I've had to talk to anybody. <laughs> um, I lived in L.A. for a little bit, and I was really depressed for a while, and I found this. I just started going out, and I found this art gallery that was doing these weird like group shows, and there was like a Ninja Turtle show, and there was like a 100 fan art Ninja Turtle pieces and they're all like really different styles and it was really fun and I came back to Oklahoma City feeling like a failure <laughs> a little bit and I was like I want to just do the stuff and I was doing it in LA here and just then we made the Street Fighter show and then it just spawned into like all kinds of things. Something I found out very recently was that uh, Greg, Mike and Henri did not own the Speakeasy at the time. Yeah. You know. No that was uh, yeah I think Jeff uh, well, Jeff was managing it, but Kevin Sign was still owned it at that time. Yeah, well, I didn't realize. I was going back through the archives, like, shit, you guys have been doing these shows for a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, a lot changes in, like, you know, five, six years. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember just uh, drinking here a lot after I got back from L.A., so <laughs> I would just hang out with Greg, and he'd be pissed off because he'd be the only one, like, fixing anything, like, at <laughs> midnight. And you yeah. guys would just let me uh, sit here late into the night, like, wait. Now I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Everyone has Allegedly. stayed past uh, closing hours at Yeah, a bar I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the thing here is that, you know, it, it's much like Olive Garden when you're here, your family. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you stay long enough, if you're cool enough. And a lot of the times it's like helping out. Like when you stay, you'll drunkenly pick shit up, like pick up glassware and stuff. So technically you're working. Yeah. Yeah. So That's true. Tell yeah. Abel, tell Abel, I'm working. I'm working here. I this don't think that Abel <laughs> listens to our podcast. This is all alleged. So this is all alleged. <laughs> <laughs> so this one you guys have coming up, what's the theme of this upcoming one? Um, it's Haruki Murakami. He's oh. a kind of a popular writer in Japan. I don't know if he's considered postmodern. He's just a weird surrealist fiction writer who just has a really particular style. And uh, he, a lot of his books deal with like isol- isolationism mm-hmm. and being like alienated and 
in Japan because society is like that and it like gets has all this weird dreamy elements and it just like during this year and a half I think I just felt a little isolated mm. and coming out of it uh, I thought it would be a good topic to tackle like a lot of his books deal with like wells there's like a book where this guy periodically just goes and sits at the bottom of a well for like <laughs> weeks at a time I don't know it's just really strange shit like that and uh, so the name of this art show is like in a deep well because we've all been in a deep well for like a year and a half and we're all oh, yeah. <laughs> allegedly getting out of the well I don't know maybe <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like the bitch from the ring. I'll say bitch because that lady was a bitch. She craw- that the char- the character holding was like she crawls out of the well, right, and she kills you. Oh, the ring. The I thought ri- you were no, not the ring. The, is that it? Yeah, no, no, that's right. Is that the where you watch the movie? My yeah. my brain okay. went to <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like that. Bitch There's no lady the in a well in Lord of the Rings. Well, there might be. I was, I was like that that woman that's trying to get the ring from Frodo, you know? Maybe. She, and, uh, you know, she gets in his mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was man. like, okay, I can kind of see that. She is a bitch. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's very mean. Well, I did I did <laughs> a little little research on the author, and some, some of his work has been uh, put to film. Are you guys going to show any of the movies in this here? I guess there's a wa- viewing area now. Yeah, we, I actually bought a couple. Uh, some of them were pretty expensive because they're like really hard to find. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I don't know when, the, when we're going to do this again. A couple <laughs> of DVDs. A couple of DVDs. I got two DVDs. Uh, yeah, that should be worth six hours of your time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have a viewing. Yeah, these art shows are always super fun. And you always have like, there's always musical artists kind of going along with it. May or may not be like, they may not be playing like themed shit, but it'll kind of tie into the vibe. Yeah. Who do you guys have playing at this one? Um, do you want to talk? I'll talk about uh, a couple of them. You can talk about one for sure. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, David's opening the yeah. show, uh, but the second act. Yeah, is uh, a a guy that goes by Airglow, um, and he is a very good synthwave artist, um, kind of like dreamy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge fan of his. Uh, I don't know if he knows that but um i don't know if he knows that he has any fans at all but his his music is on youtube and okay. he has just hundreds of thousands of views on all of his songs i'm like he's like really popular but uh no one in okc knows him yeah the last text he sent me was like i wasn't ever gonna play another show again <laughs> thank you for asking me <laughs> oh no <laughs> well that sounds like awesome shit it's it's weird that no one knows about that seems like that's like would fit with current vibes, you know, like everything. Absolutely. Everything comes back around, like, you know, the 90s are hip again, clothing-wise, and synth waves coming back around again for its, like, Well, I think it's very on-brand for Oklahoma that he's popular on the internet and nobody's ever seen him live in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Except maybe you, apparently. I've s- I saw him at Norman Music Fest. Um, Gosh, when was that? That was a long time ago. It was at Downtown Sound, too. Yeah, yeah it was like a small, off-the-beaten-path venue, even. But I, he had a packed room for it. Norm Music Fest, that's a... Well, do you think that'll ever happen again? Do you think we'll have one of those again? Uh, I think so. We'll see. I hope so. Dude, all these artists Maybe are next like, year. <coughs> all these artists are like dropping off of, of uh, festival bills and like all these festivals like scrambling to find replacement headliners. Like, 
I guess, I mean, it's Rocklahoma, but like the dude from Limp Biscuit got COVID. Like all these guys got COVID and they have to like cancel their shows, like cancel their headlining gigs. So all these festivals are like having to find at least three bands to replace one headliner. And everyone's like, eh, fuck it. Like, well, yeah, dude, just don't, don't do your festival. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't you know? do your giant festival in the middle of the I, wa- I yeah. still <laughs> want to know the, uh, the science or the data behind Lollapalooza. It's not going to come out. Dude, you think they're going to try to like bury that? Yeah. Did you watch any of the Lollapalooza on Hulu? I saw uh, some pictures uh-huh. uh, and, you know, it's, it looked like a super spreader <laughs> event. Definitely. It but was insane. Like but I so heard, you know, you had to show proof of vaccination to get in in some form, Here's which I don't thing. believe. But I don't believe that many people had proof of vaccination. No. I just don't. I don't. I, I saw that Hulu was, they were only airing certain performances. So uh, friend of the show, Robbie Harris, told me that they were airing the Limp Biscuit performance live. So I turned it on. And of course, it's Limp Biscuit. They rip, as always. But then they, the camera like panned Do up to they? the <laughs> they do. And they panned up to the I crowd. So. And I think out loud I go, holy shit. It was just elbow to elbow, a sea of people. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's definitely COVID there. Absolutely. Because even if you're vaccinated, you can be a carrier. True. And yeah. are those beer vendors, are they vaccinated? Are the dudes hawking t-shirts, are they vaccinated? Definitely not. Are the hobos who are sneaking in through the fence, are they back? Hey, we Maybe. don't hate on people who I are unhoused, okay? I'm hating. I actually envy it. I envy it. In this economy, in this climate. <laughs> so this art show, when's it going down? September 4th, Saturday. Right here at the 51st Street Speakeasy. Musical acts, David Nim, Airglow, Fox Burrows, and a band that just formed for this show. Uh, it's the dudes from Beach Language, but they're doing a side project called Dream, Dream, Dream. Okay. That yeah. sounds awesome. So <laughs> that's probably going to be deep. I like Beach Language. They just played here recently at the. Uh, they played they with you guys, right? We played with them, yeah, yeah last weekend. A Pony Boy, yeah. yeah. Pony I was boy. gonna go to that show, and man, I don't, I don't know if it's like uh, the Delta variant, dude. I was in bed by like eight o'clock. I've been like going. I've told told I was like, I don't think that COVID has made you an old person. <laughs> I think knocking on forty is making me an old person. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna go up to the Pony Boy and check that show out, and then eight o'clock rolls around. I'm like. Um, yeah, it was like an sleepy. early show. Yeah. It was like started right at eight. Yeah, <laughs> it was, you know, you a little gone, more mature. Dad. I could have gone, but then my mind was like, but I got to drive there, and then I'll prob- I don't want to be that like sleepy guy at the show. And I was asleep by like That's why you take shots. I know. Wow. I got to get in that realm, I guess. That that frame of mind. How was your show? It was really good, I thought. Yeah, it, it was great. A mature audience, so you would have yeah. fit right in. Yeah, I could have worn like a comfy, like just cardigan. Adults. Yeah, comfy cardigan, and then just like sat at the bar. I'm like, I'm just gonna don't ha- encourage that. Behavior, Can I just like please? nurse something? I don't really want to get fucked up. Just gonna have like a nice cocktail and watch this band. And I'm gonna have one. Don't start a tab. I'm gonna. I know what you're trying to do. I'm out. After this band, I'm out. I'm gonna buy a t-shirt and then I'm out. <laughs> We, I mean, we sold a lot of shirts, so yeah, yeah, you would, again, you would have fit right in. Oh, there you go. I think it's all these bands headliners canceling because like, we've been selling merch like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both, people, both people shows. got the fever. I have heard that. I, I've been seeing that a lot lately with local bands, kind of, just not in Oklahoma, like everywhere. Like, local bands are doing very well because people have been starved for live, you know, shows, 
And there's bands coming through. They're probably not going to come to your town, but they'll come, you know, three or four hours away. But all these local bands are like, hey, we haven't done shit in a year. Let's go play a show. And all these bands, like, step their game up. Clams played the other night, I guess, the Pony Boy as well. And from what I heard, they blew the roof off of the place. Like yeah. All That's these what that hole was. I love, yeah. I love the Clams, man. They're great. <laughs> They're great. You guys have a new record out, too, right? Or you just recorded a new record? We're in the process. So, process like, the record keeps getting longer. Yeah. So, uh, we have a record, and now it's, like, getting so a lot longer. <laughs> so, Dave is writing a bunch of songs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's an LP in the uh, truest sense <laughs> of the w- of the. W- <laughs> getting That's more that long long play <laughs> i'm looking forward to it when was the last when was that last record out again time kind of escapes you you guys did that record release party here right yeah, yeah. we went on tour like me mike yeah. and david went on tour for that that record. was 2018 i want to say yeah yeah you think you think oh 2018 that's not long ago no that's fucking like forever ago mm-hmm. it was almost four years ago right that's a co- i could have gotten a college degree Absolutely. In yeah. that time. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Diana's like, probably not. Well, <laughs> probably I'm, not. I'm stoked <laughs> for the art show. I'm stoked for your new record. I think now's the time we're going to just get into the meat and taters of the show. Right? Mm-hmm. I like meat. Well, I don't like meat. I do like taters, though. Move it along. I like, wa- <laughs> I like watching other people watch you talk because I was just like reading everybody's faces. I, dude, I, 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 it's me. I fall into a hole and I'm trying to dig myself out of that hole. It's just an awkward conversation dude, for an hour. But when I do, when I, when I get, when I pop out, like fucking, I'm trying to think of a character that pops out of something. Grand- okay. Uh, like a groundhog. Yes. Like when Michael Jackson popped out of the stage in that one tour, that shit. That okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That All sh- right. That shit was huge. I recall. Moving on. Your homework assignment was to pick a song. Because <laughs> that is the format of the show. All right, take it over, I guess. So one of you has to go first. I can, I can go first. Sure. Mine's super personal, though. Um, mine's not as personal, probably. This is what I don't even know what you're going to talk about. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, I mean, yours is sad. Like, I listened to the song you picked. I was like, this is a lot sadder than I would expect. Not as <laughs> sad as you might think, though. <laughs> okay. Mike's going first. All right, Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, okay, I, can, yeah. I can go if you want. Yeah, just go, just go, hey, for, just go for it. Hey, right. let, let's do an old school Rochambeau I'll for do, it. I'll do. I'll go. You'll go? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm, go- I'm James Nim, and I'm going first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a PSA. Um, I know. So do I just kind of intro what I'm talking talk yeah. about? Okay, so uh, I picked a song called Perfect. It's from a demo album from 2001. Uh, it was never released on any platform. It's uh, from my friend Johnny Sanders. I've always wanted to be just like you. I've always wanted to be so clean and so pure inside. I've always wanted to be just like you. Something's always sell me back inside. tracks uh the song is track two called perfect it's the only pop punk song on the demo 
because I think we're listening to a lot of Blink-182 at that point, and mm-hmm. we were kind of ramping up. So I was like, the rest of the demo is like grungy, and then I think he just like threw a pop punk one in because it's pretty pop punk. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it was like cool back then. I mean, it's still cool. What year? Uh, what year did you say it was? Two thousand one. Uh, I think it was two thousand one. Okay, or maybe two thousand two. Yeah. I remember listening to it in my dorm room in two thousand two. So it's it's funny then. you say that because there was a thing with bands who weren't pop punk at all, but they put a pop punk sounding track on it, like not fast, not that like no effects beat, but like. That sounds like a Blink-182 song. Let's put it track seven. You just throw it in there. like Trying to get on the radio. And it's probably the best song on the fucking record. I always I always <laughs> like that song. I think, he, I think he made it for me, to be yep. honest. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's the song I picked. Uh, <laughs> you were just talking about the history of it? Well, you, you, you sent me the track to listen to, and as soon as that opening, like as soon as the song opened, because it's just guitar and him singing, I was instantly transported back to myself in the year 1999 <laughs> in a shitty recording studio in Choctaw. It wasn't even a studio. There was a, there was a music store in Choctaw called Steel Creek Music, and they had a room in the back. Was it a closet? It was, it was exactly the size of this room we're in now. Okay. And, and let's say where the bathroom is was the... Uh, that was the sound room. That's where the board was. So it was a closet. And the board... <laughs> was a Boss digital 8-track recorder. Okay. But we thought it was like the shit. We paid $150 to record one song, and the song was the exact chord progression of your friend's song, and it started the same, that just clean guitar and singing the melody. And I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Like, it felt like it brought me back to being a kid. You know what? It's going to be even more insane because my friend was living in Florida, and he had just, like, got on a bus back to Oklahoma City, like, my friend picked him up on a bus and they rode a Greyhound like 24, 48 hours back to Oklahoma City. He moved back and then he like sold all his, sold his whole record collection and had like a grip of money mm-hmm. and then he spent it all on these five songs. It was like, it was on tape but it was in Oklahoma and he played guitar and bass and vocals and wrote everything and uh, he could have played those drums I think but it was tape so like I don't think he would want to like record drums on tape. Yeah. He's like, it's hard. Well, you can't, <laughs> you can't really fuck up. Yeah. On tape. I mean, you can, but you don't want to. That's expensive. Spicy. No, yeah. Spicy. Yeah. So that's the song I, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know how to do this. I didn't no, I listen to that, sure hey, that, episode. That's, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing good, buddy. You're doing good. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a friend of yours who did this demo. How did you meet this friend? Um, we met in high school. I was a sophomore. He's a senior. Where'd you guys go? Uh, P- Putnam City Original. PCO. PCO. <laughs> Were you PCO? Yeah, my freshman year. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Were pirates. Your, your pirates. Was your dad a PCO pirate Panthers? too? Yeah, my dad okay. was a PCO. Panther. It's in the family. What? Where did you go to school, Mike? Edmund Santa Fe. Boo. <laughs> okay, hold on. Go woods. Not to interrupt you. We're not even rivals. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a hierarchy in Edmund of schools. Where does Santa Fe lie? I, Edmund North's like the rich preppy kids, right? Okay, actually, <laughs> it's not a hierarchy. It's a it's a triangle. Okay. Like it, it, it's like um the recycle symbol. <laughs> like the arrows just point to the other arrows. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Uh, Edmund North is like the academic-focused okay. um, school. Okay. Memorial is the arts and music-focused school. And okay. then Santa Fe is the sports-focused school. So Okay. And Santa yep. Fe Bulldogs, right? Uh, wolves. Well, who, were the San- well, who were the Bulldogs? That's Memorial. Okay. And then you got Boulevard Academy, where's where all the fuck-ups go. Yeah. 
I had a lot of friends who were went to Boulevard. Oh. You're kind of a sports guy with the artist heart. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't play. Actually, I took a lot of art classes, but no didn't, sports. Didn't we all take a lot of art classes? Yeah. True. Yeah. True. It's probably why we're all friends. Probably so. Mm-hmm. So you met the dude in high school. Yeah. You were f- you okay? You were a freshman. Sophomore. Sophomore, and he was a senior. Senior, yeah. Okay, so what that two, ten, right? It's been forever since I've been in high school or ten college. Wait, 10, what, what year did you graduate? Uh, two thousand two. Okay, so you're two years behind me. Okay, you're yeah. probably there. So he was a year above me. What's his name? Uh, Johnny Sanders. That name is not familiar. Maybe if I saw him. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So this is a dude. <laughs> I'm assuming, like, you looked at. You thought he was like super cool. I thought he was pretty cool. I mean, did he dress cool? Yeah, I thought he was cool. Yeah. I thought he was a cool dude. Yeah. To be honest, but yeah. it was just uh, I used to sit in the hallway all the time because I didn't want to sit at the tables. So I just sit in the hallway, but with my friend Boggs, and then Johnny would be there. And like I don't know, I didn't. <laughs> we're just kind of outcast kids. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I talked to him was like in the bathroom, and he was just like washing. A bl- like his like Tupperware fruit that his mom had made him out in the sink. Mm-hmm. And I was like taking a piss and I was just looking really sad. And he's like, "You're right, man." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "You want to be? You can sit with us." I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> just like high school shit. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> and did you? You said you played in a band with him. Yeah. So like my friend Boggs, uh, who's like an EMT captain now and hasn't played music in fucking twenty years at this point. I have his symbols, by the way. He got married. I've inherited like all his drum parts to like <laughs> enhance my drums. Uh, yeah, dude. But uh, I was in a band with him and Johnny, uh, but I didn't really know how to play anything. So it was like Johnny and Boggs would trade off songs and they tried off drums and guitar and Boggs would write these songs that would just scream and they didn't have any melody at all. But he would like chop up guitars and put like bass pickups in them and like do a weird shit. And yeah. he would like do crazy cool. shit. Yeah. But it would just sound like shit. Like it would sound like <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, as a as a kid who used to do that too, <laughs> in your mind, like you know what you want it to do, and you're just gonna go for it, but you can't execute. I'm sure now, probably could. If you had some woodworking skills, maybe some soldering skills. Yeah, like when the you're internet. a kid, you're just like you're just literally electrical taping shit together and hoping that it sticks. You don't need so many shitty guitars. You have no idea. Yeah, I mean it was like that. His his house is just a. He had so many cheap guitars that he bought. I don't know how he had so many cheap guitars, but then he would just, like, chop them up and put shit in them. And he had, like, one cool pedal and, like, one shitty drum set. And then uh, him and Johnny would trade off songs. So we'd sit around, and I would, like, do what they had asked me to do. Like, like play bass. And I didn't know how to play bass, so Johnny would be, like, hit these notes. Yeah. And he'd point at the notes, and I would do them, but they weren't to the rhythm of the thing, and then I would never hit the changes or anything. I couldn't do any of that. So I was just like, but at the time like we were like, this shit. is fucking cool. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Yeah, man. I I remember being like a kid. Like that was like ev- that was the coolest shit to me. Is like, hey man, you want to jam after school? And you go to whichever buddy's house, and everybody has. You, I mean, you bring your gig bag with you with your Squire Strat or whatever in it, and someone's got the drum kit, and that's where you're gonna go practice because they're not gonna lug that drum kit around. No. And you go to their house. Yeah, and it's that like so. I, Hey, I, I met this guy. He knows he he's got a bass. Oh, he's a bass player. He's got a bass. He's got a bass. <laughs> We're gonna have to show him how to play it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So it's just you just put your finger on on there on the third. Okay, and then it goes. You you'll get it. Don't worry about it. And like that's that's how I learned how to play music. I never took lessons. I never did any of that shit. I mean, like that's not the first time I played drums. Was in this band. It was just with like, him. 
Yeah, prob- but I never played, like, we played, like, two basement shows at Johnny's, at, at Boggs' house. Uh, but, like, you know, like, our friends came out, like, four or five people. And uh, I couldn't play the kick drum, though, so, like, I would just play hi-hat and snare. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. That's so wait. punk. <laughs> Why couldn't you? Was it, was it for lack of skill, or yeah. was there, like, a, was it? It wasn't, like, a rule. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, was there a busted kick drum? Because that always happens, like. Well, the kick, dr- I, the pedal went through it, but I mean, those are like 30 bucks. I'm not going to buy a new one. You I mean, put some duct tape over it, sounds like shit, but hey. Box was working like long hours at Target, or, mm-hmm. and he was just like buying all kinds of shit. So he had like a double kick pedal for no reason. Like he could, nobody <laughs> could play it. Johnny could kind of play it, but like, hey, I don't know. I heard, I heard you got to have one. <laughs> so I got one. That's funny. That's awesome, though. So that, so technically that was your first band? Yeah, that's my first band for okay. sure. And that's where you kind of picked up playing drums? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I didn't learn anything in that band. Like, I was, <laughs> I was so bad. Uh, eventually, David was like, I'm going to start a band when I was 18. And he's like, I'm just going to buy this $300 drum set. And that's the drum set I still play. Dude, I think that's <laughs> awesome. I, I, the first time I saw you guys play, I remember I was drunk as shit. I think you guys played up here. And after the show, it's like, man, you got to get a new drum kit. And you're like, yeah, maybe someday. It's the first kit I ever had. And from then on, I'd be like, that's cool, though. That you still have the first drum set you ever had? Yeah. That's cool as fuck. The, the snare head on it is actually the first snare head I've ever had. I was going to say, I think it's the same head. <laughs> you never, you never replaced the snare head? I replaced it, but then the, that, that head broke, and then I replaced it back, and then that head has lasted. <laughs> and everything else has been replaced once. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you've had the same snare head on, you've had the same head on your drum kit for how long? Like 20 years? No, I mean, I've only been playing drums for 18 years. So it's almost 20 years. Yeah. So like 18 years, like 15 years. I mean, there was a gap. Here's the thing. They, okay. You're a bass player, Mike. Yes. They say there's funk in the funk. There's mm-hmm. who, who was it? Is it Bootsy Collins who never changes fucking strings? There's a bass player. I think player that's that right. Yeah. Never changes strings. Like there's funk in the funk. Keep it on there. It gets kind of a flat wound feel after a while. Oh yeah. As a drummer myself, when I was young and poor, broke and my parents wouldn't buy me new heads, I I made them last as long as they fucking could. And to this day, I don't really change my heads a lot. But the fact that you have the same heads, and, and it's not, I'm not talking down to you, I think it's cool. I want to I play them until they pop on stage. Because, <laughs> because Chris, Chris will attest to this, your, your drums fit the sound of your band so perfectly, like kind of muted. Because you're not like you're not like a fucking Travis Barker. You're not. Yeah, like, I'm definitely not. Or a, or a, a Tommy Lee. You're a James Nim. <laughs> I'm you getting lessons from Chris to be like Travis Barker, but I'm not gonna catch up. Oh yeah, you want to take his place in our Blink 405 band? Yeah, I keep talking <laughs> shit to him about it, but I'm, that's not gonna happen. He's gonna teach you the the jazz. Oh, the traditional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Oh boy, he's been trying to get me to do that too. I'm like, man, I I'm too old now. I can't. I, I'm good at. I do it this way. That's how I do it. That's how most people do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them. <laughs> it's like left-handed guitar players. Like, yeah, there's some out there, but we do it this way. We play it this way, guy. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's literally my case. I'm left-handed. And really? But I had to learn right-handed. Because you didn't have a left-handed guitar around? Well, I, I'm a classically trained musician, so I was in... Hold on. <laughs> we got a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I so think I that's why we make such a good team. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, uh, but yeah, I played... Um, like upright bass, you know, fretless upright bass, and an that's orchestra. How you mm-hmm. Wow! But I learned that way, and those to to 
buy a left-handed one, I mean, that's like nearly impossible, like in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Take out a mortgage. Very expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was just out of the question. And so here we are. I mean, I had to learn right-handed. So when did you start playing? Like, when did you pick up an instrument? Uh, That would have been 96, so... And uh, you... You and I are the same age, right? I'm no, 30. I'm I'm a year younger than you. I 39. Think. I'm I'm gonna be 38 in October. Okay, well, they're both two years younger than me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so when do you say? What? How old were you? I was. Let's see. What do I have been? Like 12 or 13. That's yeah. the age. That's mm-hmm. the that's the age where you you either play on a friend's shitty guitar, or drum kit, or whatever, and you, you <laughs> when 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 the when the match is lit for like. This is what you're going to, your whole life is going to be this for forever long. Yeah. I've played bass guitar though for like about 20 years now. I mean, that's, it's pretty good. So you started playing, what was the instrument you picked up first? Uh, definitely. Well, like bass. And then, um, when I was in orchestra, I had to learn how to play the violin a little bit and the cello a little bit. Cello the bass. Why? Uh, just... We we did events. <laughs> so like one time we did an event. This had to have been like 90 late 90s. We did an event where we all had to play violin for some reason at the governor's mansion. And so I don't know why I was like I don't know how to play violin, but I had to like learn. That's like so the, your most school? weird bougie yeah, shit. School. Everyone yeah. has to play the violin for the governor. Yeah, what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't have just brought my bass and play bass. Who was the governor at the time? Uh, I think it was Frank Keating. Keating, I that think guy was good, he right? He would want that. I believe it was, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he, he heard us play at all. Like, there were didn't like, give a shit. There were like 13 of us, and, and we didn't make much noise. <laughs> so it was outside. So what drew you to the bass? Like, what was your first band? Uh, my first band? Um, it, it was a band called Someday. Um, we formed it in high school. There's a lot of good players in Someday. Yes. Uh, Robbie, uh, if you're listening. Robbie, I'm, I'm pretty sure Robbie Harris showed me Someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys had a, a CD? Yes. We had m- multiple EPs. That well, we okay, can you describe artwork? Yeah, it was uh, the first one we put out was like a butterfly, like a macrame butterfly uh, picture. You're blowing his mind, man. You're blowing my mind, dude. Okay. Where did you guys play a lot of shows? Um, we played a lot around Edmond, like at the Rock and Roller Rink. Uh, we of played course. at the Green Door a couple times. Okay, so times. you're you're an Edmond kid. Mm-hmm. There's every group. Okay. There's always like a, a a group of musicians that kind of play shows together. Mm-hmm. Like you know, my band. We played a lot with like community pools and and you know we had like our four dudes that would always play shows together. You guys played shows. With, who, who did you play shows with a lot? We played with Euclid Crash quite a bit. We played with Bristol Park quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think of the other bands that we, we kind of played. Oh, we played with Special Disaster Team many times in Norman. Brian well, Stansberry, mm-hmm. another good drummer. Mm-hmm. Great drummer. There you go. Stansberry is good. He played with Overstars and Gutters for a short time. Uh, yeah, that guy's good. He's good. That guy's a good drummer. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Brian. I haven't seen that guy in years. I just Is he still here? He, I, I think he's gone. Brian Sansbury? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he lives in uh, either Denver or Boulder. It's somewhere in Colorado. Everyone moves away. Everyone moves to Colorado. It's where the mm-hmm. weed is. It's where the money is. Yeah. 
Well, not anymore. I mean, well, it's dried up. Now it's here. Now it's here. Yeah. yeah. He had some band in Norman called Asian Jesus. I remember, and I remember walking <laughs> with my friend James Draper to see this stupid ass show. I was like, I don't know. So How stupid. was it? What did it sound? What, what was? What was I think the vibe we missed like? it. I think we like saw part of the opening band, and then me and James, who wasn't my, fr- he was like one of my best friends now, but who wasn't my friend until mm-hmm. that night. We're like, you want to walk to the liquor store? And we walked like an hour. To the liquor store, and by the time we got back, the Asian Jesus had gotten done playing. <laughs> it was at a, it was a house show. Asian what a name! Jesus. House shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't have those now. COVID. So, what song did you pick, Mike? The song I picked for this show is "Paper Boats" by Nada Surf. As the express train passes the logo, it moves by just like a my favorite songs on my favorite album of all time okay um that's off their second record right uh third third yeah uh they had the uh high low which Mm -hmm. is that's the one with popular on it so it is popular um but (laughs) i that is my that is my least favorite not a surf album it's it's not because that song it's really funny that that song's their most popular song when the song is kind of about that like it yeah i mean it's literally like Popular was uh, thing you just read out of like a nineteen sixties like etiquette book or whatever. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, that's the whole song. Like, I bet these motherfuckers. I mean, will there was a lot of irony going on in the nineties. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I bought that record because of that song. I was like, oh, these guys are gonna be like. I mean, I did too. It's gonna be rocking, and then you get her like, this is not rocking <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, the high low actually has a lot of fast paced, like kind of garagey yeah. sounds to no- it. Nothing that sounds. It's not like heavy. No, not not like popular. You know. No, it, no, it no. Doesn't. Yeah. But then they they came up with their second album, Pro- Proximity Effect, and then they they kind of were transitioning into kind of what they are now, which is like very mellow, mm-hmm. chill, like just calm. The uh, song you picked is very fucking emo. Yeah, I yeah, thought so too. Yeah. For, for especially for you, I was like, this is a sad song for Mike. <laughs> um, Mike never sad. True. <laughs> I, I think um, I would say it's not. As sad as you might you might think, um, it's it's more like um, like introspective, like it's a person thinking about all these things. It's the last song on the album, by the way, which the album's called "Let Go." Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like saying, you know, you let go of all these like thoughts that you're having, like right. on especially on that song. But uh, the reason I like it so much um, is it it has distinct um, parts, you know, like. The, the verses and the chorus and the bridge are all very different sounding pieces of music, mm-hmm. but it's all very, it, like, it's cohesive. I, I think that's pretty uh, brilliant. But, but like, so, so the, the verses, they're very, like, 
you know, whimsical, kind of relaxed. And mm -hmm. he talks about relaxing, you know, trying to slow his heartbeat. But then the chorus kicks in and it's very like, it turns to like minor notes and like kind of, uh, that's mm -hmm. the emo part. Yeah. <laughs> when he says like, I'm a body floating downstream, you know. I think the lyrics are emo, to be honest. They're just like, you know, like... I'm processing <laughs> things. Like, yeah, you're saying that we're saying the same things, but like, yeah, uh, like this guy processing something sad, probably. Well, the the okay. second verse does something interesting that I don't know if I've ever seen another song do, and it it he he sings a conversation, but he but it's like how you would read it on a page of a book, you know, like where you don't say the characters; it's just the dialogue, one line after mm -hmm. another, you know. So I think that's like crazy interesting, um, and he yeah. makes it sound. Like the two voices in the conversation, it makes it sound very distinct. Um, like the like the person asking about the person having trouble. You right. Know. So it's artsy. <coughs> it's artsy. Artsy fartsy. Yes. Artsy fartsy. I hey, I'm into it. I'm here for it. I wish I would have given them a chance. That's the thing. Like, there's so many bands that like they put out like high low, and it's like the that's the one that everyone gravitates to because it's that thing. And then they put out follow up records, and you just don't really listen to any of them. Like you just stop. Because nothing, none of it hit in the mainstream, so you don't really even know that it's out. Mm -hmm. so I didn't know that this album existed. When you when you told me that song, I'm like, I don't know what this song is. Mm -hmm. I will give it a listen. I, I think Not A Surf is a really underrated band. Full transparency. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how they're not more uh, popular, pardon the pun, but uh, they their sound, especially their current sound, I mean, it's very, with, with the times of a lot mm -hmm. of these, Indie bands that get pop popular. Yeah, you know. it's just I don't want to keep, keep saying that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna here. Uh, uh, if you guys can hear, there's some noise in the background. We're at a construction site. There are people site. that are outside trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Well, the, here's the thing. I guess there's an art show tomorrow night up here, and uh, they're hanging artwork. Okay. So Ooh. the up the upstairs floor got double booked. It, it appears so. So well, it's if it's appropriate. If you hear yeah. any banging, dude, it wouldn't be speakeasy if it wasn't. I think when we had, well, last time we were up here for boys, we were interviewing Mast Intruder, and I think the same thing happened. There was something going on downstairs that the sound was bleeding through into our shit, but it'll happen. It happens. It's fine. I mean, support local art. Hey, mm -hmm. I support local everything, man. So that's what I'm all about. <laughs> that kind of is true <laughs> about you, to be honest. I'll, I'll support anything, man. I'll, if you got comedy, James. You're a comic. I, I come to comedy shows. You have a, you have one coming? Well, hold on. Wait. Is that this Sunday? It's this Sunday, yeah. Okay, well. It's going to come out the before date. this post. Yeah. <laughs> but you do them once a month at the high-low. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I don't know what we're going to be doing here in a second, but yeah. We got, I got one on Sunday. This okay. is for me. So how many have you done so far? This is number two. Number two? <laughs> okay. So the one that I went to was the first one? Yeah. Dude, that was a lot of fun. I, I did dad out. I showed up right on time. I got a, uh, a water, those uh, liquid death. <laughs> got a little mineral water. I'm watching these comics. Do the, and I, I really enjoyed it. I was really worried that, you know, it's a high-low, so it's going to be loud. No one's going to fucking give a shit. But everyone's attention was full on the stage, and yeah. it was packed as fuck. Yeah, which sounds... Yeah, I was so nervous, man. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I got mixed feelings about it, but it was fucking awesome, and... It was cool. I'm excited oh. for the next one. You got Derek Smith on the next one, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to, I'm just going to try to make this my comedy home. 
Yeah. I feel like kind of like a, a no, a kind of a nomad. I'm, I'm named the show after a Megalobox line. It's an anime. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's called Stray Dog Sundays. It's about this boxer who fights in this futuristic city as an underground rope, like robo boxer thing. So wait, wait, wait. Is, is it like the movie uh, uh, Real Steel? It's not totally like that. They have like they're they're actually boxing. Okay. And uh, but they have like mechanical gear, and uh, the name the main character is called Gearless Joe because he fights without gear. And, so uh, you're like a boxer, like a real boxer. Yeah, he's, he's like boxes. he's like throws fights. That's how he makes his okay. money. And then he's like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna throw fights anymore. I'm gonna take it to the big time." And so this is my underground boxing ring, and where uh, all these comics are gonna. Well, not, now you got me interested in that. Yeah. That, that whole, I got to find out what the fuck that is. Yeah. Real Steel's not a bad movie. I, I like it. it makes I, me like, I liked it, yeah. <laughs> it makes me cry every time I watch it, to be honest. It's <laughs> that It's that whole, okay, well, he, this is the dad. He's got a kid. He's been absent. Are you he, really going to say the whole synopsis of Real Steel? He fights robots. Oh, my God. Well, okay, when I saw the I trailer, I was like, it. Real Steel? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've seen uh, it. No, you're fine. <laughs> Wolverine, starring Wolverine, right? <laughs> It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots starring Wolverine. Mm-hmm. What else do you want? It's great. That's, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be lame. And then I watched it. I was like, this is actually pretty good. The, uh, the, the CGI is fantastic. I'm a sucker for sci-fi. It's kind of sci-fi. It's in that realm. You know? I and since you're such a dad, you know, it's a good father-son I'm uh, a, story. I'm a, I'm a childless dad. I'm, uh, and I love those dad <laughs> stories, you know? I hear you would make a great dad. I think some drunk person told me that one time. Oh, it's probably, <laughs> probably Greg. He says that a lot. Who is his himself a father Was it now? me? It was you. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> idiot. <laughs> I probably would. Kids are cool until they're not. True. Uh, that's also true. Do you guys have a show coming up? Uh, a band show? Uh, we have one in October, possibly. Oh, I didn't know about this. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time hearing it. I, d- I don't. We might be playing that Vanessa House at like Hall- Halloween, maybe. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. So is it going to be a dress-up show? Like you get in costume and stuff? I think we're going to do that. That'd be for sure. yeah. Are we going? I think we're going to do dress as K-pop stars. Okay, okay. Th- that was yeah. the plan. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know if we were going to do like the onesie thing again. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, dressing as a K, I don't have any frame of reference for K-pop stars. Google it. Google K-pop. You didn't see yeah. the BTS McDonald's commercial that played like every five seconds. No, Come it was on. on. No, it's the new like it's the new like boy band thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Dave, I my well, my no sister's idea. been listening to K-pop for like fifteen years or something, so I just like know about it by proxy. I have no idea. But I'm also hip. You are pretty hip. <laughs> uh, I am not hip. I guess I don't. You're know. dead. You and your I'm liquid death. I'm a dad. Water. I, I'm in a Blink-182 tribute band. I like pop punk, and that's about it. So that's my life. You're definitely a millennial dad. You know. Yeah. I'm a, well. I'm an elder millennial. I've been told that is. You're an elder millennial. I guess I'm an old man. I'm an old young. I'm an old young. I guess. Mm-hmm. So October, you can expect a show from the Nims, and Vanessa House Brewing, possibly, possibly, in the works. Your art show is at the 51st Street Speakeasy, Speakeasy. right here mm-hmm. on September fo- September 4th. 4th. Yeah. Okay. We got art, uh, all sale, all uh, commissions. Not commissions. What's that? Proceeds. Proceeds. Not proceeds. Profit. No, a uh, it's a com- it's a commission. Yeah, yeah. The sales commission. Yeah. Like we we donate to the food bank, but the rest goes to artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. So awesome. And you do that for every art show. Yeah. You always yes. give a percentage to the food bank, the regional yeah, food bank. Regional food bank of Oklahoma. Yeah. That's awesome. That is very Thank awesome. You. Very awesome. So, 
there will be a are you guys gonna do a menu a food menu for this one we haven't talked about it okay. and like i think it's partly partly me partly the pandemic and we just haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about mm -hmm. what we wanted to do but i, I hope by the time we <laughs> within a week we'll, we'll just slap something together yeah but i'm sure we can amazing. We can think of something. We always do this like down to the wire anyway. True. And if you've been to our shows, you can just expect the same thing as you've been to before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, James was walking around nervous as shit with a backpack on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one's having a good time. No one's liking it. Like, dude, it's fucking packed in here. Oh, no one likes it. I've been doing that for the last four weeks. I'm just like, nobody's going to like this. Just pacing. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like that, that kid in the hall waiting for someone to go, hey, man, do you want to come eat with us? <laughs> you know? That Johnny, I miss you a lot. Thank you. That's like... That feels like a Johnny reference, for sure. Th thank you so yeah. much for, for being on the show. We want to have you guys on to promote your your art show, but also just to talk to you guys because your band rips, <laughs> and you guys are both super cool dudes. You've both been on my old podcast before. No you one cares. <laughs> Some I people, hey, they're I people almost wore that. Okay. I almost wore the hat. The boy's hat? But you I, do rock the boy's yeah. hat. I, I like the two average dicks better 2AD. 2ad your episode on 2a well you had a yeah the couple oh, you're not on 2ad i'm no. sorry jake ah. barrel oh, my bad. <laughs> i didn't mean to shit on it <laughs> hurt my feelings for me it goes um mixtapes and heartbreaks there you go and then it goes 2ad and then it boys now there, just you <laughs> there you go there you go well thank you guys so much for thanks being here check out their art show it's gonna be a great fucking time hang out all night Check out the Nims on social media. On social meds. Buy their old record. And then whenever they decide to finish this record, buy that record. Well, there's two old records now. Two old records now. Well, that last one, are they both pressed to vinyl? Uh, one's, one's pressed to CD and one's pressed to vinyl. We don't, we're not consistent. I don't know. We're figuring out. Get, is the next one going to be on 8-track? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. That said, the kids are is just cycling back. Cassettes were cool. Now it's a, then it's going to be 8-track. And then it's going to be that cylinder, that little... The wax. Yeah, yeah wax cylinder. <laughs> Check out the new fucking rap cylinder, bro. Buy your phonographs now. Buy oh, every, every phonograph is a track. So it's like, buy your 11 phonographs for this album. I hope not. <laughs> We're going to get those like paper rolls that you put in those pianos, those automatic Player pianos. Player piano? Yeah. Oh. You, but you got to buy a piano. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a pretty upfront purchase, but it'll pay for itself in the long run. From yep. this one album. One album. Experimental. All right. I think we're okay, going to wrap well, it thanks, up. Thanks, guys. It got loud. I'm going to have to wrap it up. Sorry. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>